to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's Word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, courses, and more. Before we get started, though, a word from our sponsor. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we're going to be talking about focusing on the good and the profound benefits that can follow. You know, everywhere you turn these days, it seems the news of our world is bleak. On top of that, the stress from our everyday lives can leave us downcast and weighted down with worry if we allow it to. Well, our guest today, Zach Wendall, author of the soon-to-be-released book, See the Good, Finding Grace, Gratitude, and Optimism in Every Day, will be talking with us about how we can shift our perspective to focus on the good and respond to life in general in a very different way. Zach Windall is a faith-based entrepreneur, author, and speaker with a mission to help others better understand the Bible and grow closer to God. Zach is most well-known for publishing The Bible Study, a one-year study of the Bible and how it relates to you, which helps readers engage with the Bible like never before, and it has sold over 250,000 copies since being published in 2016. Passionate about helping people create holy habits, Zach founded the brand Sunday, a company dedicated to providing resources that help people grow in their relationship with God. Zach strives to meet people wherever they are in their faith journey, from new believers to seasoned saints, to help them understand that faith does not need to be overwhelming and learn what it means to live a whole and holy life. Please welcome Zach. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. That was so kind of you. I'm going to bring you everywhere with me. Uh, <laughs> that was that was awesome. Oh, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, God has certainly worked in and through you in such a mighty way, Zach. So I'm oh, so yeah. thrilled to have you on our podcast again. Yes, absolutely. Well, I want to talk about <clears throat> your new book. And yeah. I think listeners are just going to be so filled with a sort of this turning point message that you have, see the good, you know, shifting your mm. perspective. Tell us what inspired yeah. you to, to write this new book, see the good. Yeah. So growing up, I've always been a really optimistic guy, not in a way that kind of disregards the bad, but by having an understanding that God is moving all around us. Sometimes we just need to open our eyes a little bit bigger to find where he's at, I think. And I don't know, maybe I was naive, but I just assumed that more Christians had a strong sense of hope attached to their beliefs. And this all came to fruition one morning. I was having my devotional time and I used to write a thought on Instagram every single morning um, just to inspire the people that viewed it. And this particular morning, I had seen so many like negative and anxiety driven posts that I posted two polls on my story. 
So the first one said, do you think the world is getting better or worse? And the second one said, is it easier or harder to be a Christian today? And honestly, like the results shocked me so much that I knew I had to make this book because like 84% of people said that the world was getting worse and 81% said they believed that it was harder to be a Christian. So I really knew that I had to do something about it. I knew that I wanted to help people have more of a macro perspective of where we're at in the world and then also give them some actionable steps on to how to see God moving really with the end result of being more joyful joyful and hope filled for their life. Oh, that is really cool how God kind of worked mm. through an Instagram poll. Imagine that. Yeah. Can you believe you, it? Yeah, to give you the inspiration um and certainly those statistics reveal the yeah. need for this. Well, I want yeah. you to sort of go back to also your history with your mom and tell us about what it was like to witness your mother survive cancer during your childhood and and how that helped shift your perspective on life absolutely yeah when i was four years old my mom was diagnosed with stage four ovarian cancer and she was sent home with a five percent chance to live but as a four-year-old, you can't really understand what's going on. All I knew is that our family friend, Papa Don, introduced her to the Lord, and now she started praying and studying the Bible a lot more. Um, but then as time went on, she was actually healed from that cancer. And then a few years later, she was diagnosed with the tumor around her sciatic nerve and was miraculously healed from that. Then she had colon cancer with three quarters of her colon removed and was healed from that. And then when I was 15, she had breast cancer and was healed from that. So literally from the age of four to 15, I'm seeing my mom going in and out of the hospital, never knowing if she was going to make it. But the thing that really stuck with the, me the most is that she always said, Zach, it could be much worse. I could not be here today, but I am. So you need to treat every day like the gift that it is and try to find God in the midst of all of this. And learning that during my most developmental years is really what made me the person that I am today. Oh, I can't imagine what it must have been like for the hardship and just how strong mm. your mother was to have, have been able yeah. to help you see the positive sort of during yeah. all these valleys in her life. Your, your book, it's broken down into two parts. So the first yep. part is changing the way we see and in one of the chapters in this first part is titled you decide the story so help help us understand like how does our view of god impact our perspective on life and how we see things I really think every situation in our lives has two ways of looking at it. You can view things from reality and you can view things from God's perspective. And even from like a non-spiritual sense, like we all have something in our DNA called a negativity bias, which basically means that if 10 things happen to us in a day, nine of them are good and one of them is bad, we're always going to focus on the one bad thing. And that alone just keeps us on high alert at all times. Like it really goes back to our ancestors having this fight or flight mentality and never knowing if there was a lion about to jump out at them. And most of us don't deal with that today, but it's still ingrained deep into us. 
And I believe that how we view the world and the attitude that we approach things with will drastically impact the outcome and how hopeful we are of the future. Like mm-hmm. if you think the world is falling apart and you give in to negativity all day, you're going to be more negative yourself and most likely struggle with a little depression maybe. But if you believe that God is moving all around you and it's your role to see it and to bring heaven to earth and all that you do, your eyes are going to be opened. You're going to be more hopeful and you'll have a better relationship with him because you're finding ways to make the world a better place together. Mm. And would you say, Zach, that really sort of immersing yourself in God's word is is a, a real key to developing that perspective? Yeah, 100%. I think it's prayer, worship, and the word. And I think if we do that and we make a habit out of that every single morning, it's going to transform our lives and we're going to be closer to him and we're going to be able to see how he actually views situations and what his heart is towards uh, what's going on in our life. Yeah. Well, you spend some time talking about rest as being countercultural. Tell us about the benefits of slowing down and maybe some first steps that people can take in doing that. Yeah, you know how everywhere you look, it's all about like this hustle culture. At least that's the way that it was for me. And honestly, I gave into it for a decade plus. I There was a point in my life where I didn't take a day off for six years. Like I worked every single holiday, every weekend, every day for six years because I thought that I had to prove something. And I think that's common among a lot of young people today. I think it's because we all see these people on social media that have like, quote unquote, made it at the age of 22. So then we hit 22 and it's like, we're behind when in reality of the majority of successful people in the world don't actually become a success until their mid thirties. Many of them are much later, but social media tells a different story. Mm-hmm. And so when it comes to rest, it's something that we're called to do to stop striving to do everything by ourselves and to allow God to open doors for us because one thing, one minute with God's hand on something is greater than 10 years with our hard work, but that goes against what society wants us to do. We're taught to be hard workers all the time. And I will say, when I began to understand that this concept, a friend of mine taught it when I was getting pretty burnt out on life and it changed absolutely everything for me. And it looks different for everyone. Some people need a full day where they completely shut down, like shut your phone off, sit on the couch and just spend time with friends. Other people need to take just a few nights off a week. I would say the biggest thing is like, do whatever works best for you, but know that when you begin to give the reins back to Jesus, I really believe that he'll blow you away with how much he can get done in your life in a small amount of time for Versus what you could get done in a ton of time yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I recently interviewed Trudy Kathy White, who is the daughter of the founder of Chick-fil-A. And she's yeah. talking about leaving a legacy of family values. And I, I think about their store being closed on Sundays, right? Their, yeah. their restaurant is totally. closed and just really embracing those values. Um, one yeah. of which is is rest and God ordained yeah. rest. <laughs> totally. And what they're the number one fast food con- uh, company in the country, and 
<laughs> it's amazing. It's yeah. amazing what God can do in a trust. smaller amount of time. Mm, absolutely. Yeah, right, and I think a big part of that is trust, right? It's like, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. you know, he's going to help me get what I need to get done during the yep. allotted time. And I can trust in that, but that it's hard to let go yeah. of. That's for sure. Of course. Um, well, in, in the book, I love your, your chapter on Jesus and you'd say that Jesus is way funnier in real life. So what, what have you learned <laughs> about him that can help us see the good in life? You know, I don't know if your church was like this, but you know those pictures in church when you were a kid that lined the wall and Jesus always has like a serious face on them? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it was something that you were taught when you were younger that like your relationship with Jesus is a serious matter. You need to be completely buttoned up around him. There's no smiling or dancing or laughing in church things like that. Well, mm-hmm. it's kind of goofy because we read in the in the gospels that women and children loved being around Jesus. And I don't know if you're like me, but if Jesus was always looking at me like I was doing something wrong, I wouldn't want to be around him. And if you read different parables, he's often cracking jokes a lot of the time. And I I think he was actually more kind. I think he was gentle. I think he was funny. I think he smiled and laughed a lot. And I think when we begin to view him through that lens, it really shifts our relationship with him. And instead of from I'm trying to perform my best and not mess things up to actually like enjoying relationship with him, because that's what we're all striving for is that day to day relationship with Jesus. It's not about us just doing things for him. It's about communication going both ways. And I think, I think if you shift that, it'll change everything for you. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the biggest things that really helped me make that shift was, was watching the chosen series. I don't know, because you do like this whole other side of Jesus is brought to life and you do see him as just a normal person as well, right. you know, having fun. Totally. And <laughs> so yeah. I, I love that about that. Well, yeah. okay. So the first part of, of your book was on changing the way that we see. And then the second part, I really love Zach because you're talking about how to live it out and you have so many practical tips and advice for people. You point out that seeing the good in life does not mean avoiding feelings rather. So how do you experience joy on the other side of heartache? That's one thing that I definitely want to make clear is that when I talk about seeing the good in life, it isn't about ignoring the bad and only focusing on the good. This book isn't just a motivational book. It really like we get real in it. Bad things do happen for no reason. It's okay to grieve. It's okay to go through doubts. We don't need to push them under the rug. We should be talking about these things and taking them to Jesus. And maybe you need a therapist too, which is totally normal and totally acceptable. I think as we experience all of these feelings and grow closer to God through them, 
we let go of trying to control the outcome and we do our best. And I really believe that if we can get to that spot on the other side of all of it is really a sense of peace and joy that you can't get from anywhere else. It's knowing that not everything is going to work out the way that you want it to, but you're going to do everything that you can to bring heaven into the situation. And you're going to set a good example for others that may be dealing with the same thing. And that's really what it's about. Mm -hmm. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. It reminds me so much of the Psalms where you know yeah. the beginning of the psalm might be you know pouring their lament and their sadness and their frustration and even anger yes. at god but then by the end they've turned it back around to right. appreciating and thanking and praising god totally yeah use the psalms pray through them learn from them study them as much as you can because it's really going through all the emotions of life and it's giving words to it and showing how people in in our past have have talked to God about them and we can use it as an example for ourselves and I think that's a great place to start so good call I loved your chapter on making the world a better place by being a blessing to others so mm. what are some of the ways our listeners can start doing that today? Thank you. I love that chapter too. Um, <laughs> I think when it comes to blessing others, it needs to be this, it, it doesn't need to be a, like a grand gesture, but in reality, it can be something really small. And what may seem insignificant in the moment, something like complimenting a stranger or texting a friend to say that you're praying for them and then actually praying for them because you know how it can be so easy to say that you're going to do it, but not actually do it. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, text a friend and, and actually be praying for them. When you wake up every morning, you can be praying, God, open my eyes to see how you're moving in my life and make it clear how I can be a blessing to those around me. Um, maybe some examples are like, maybe you're at a restaurant and a server is not nice at all. Something that I love to do, like instead of giving them attitude back, just give them a hundred dollar tip. Like how cool would that be? Like that, that's just doing those unique things that are like, wow, that's something, something shifted there and they're going to start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you see a person struggling to get across the road when everyone else turns away, you move forward to help them. And I don't need, I don't believe that you need to necessarily preach the gospel after every time you do something nice, just do something nice. Maybe they'll ask you why you're doing it, or maybe they won't. 
I think if we start with something small, it'll ripple into something much bigger and it's going to be a blessing in so many lives. Yes. And you have another chapter that you do call the ripple, which yeah. is right. This sort of domino effect and how it, it, totally. it transfers to greater and bigger things. Even do you have any yes. examples in your own life of the ripple effect? Yeah, I think it's just like you could literally, if somebody's having an awful day, you can say something really kind to them. You can compliment them. You can call out the good in their life. And then that shifts their whole day. So what could have been domino effect into something bad, now it's a domino effect into something good. And I think when you open your eyes to how God is moving and start seeing all the good things that are happening in your life, when at the end of the day, you could have been really discouraged and overwhelmed and gone to sleep frustrated. Now you're going to sleep with some hope. You're going to sleep with a new sense of joy. And you're like, wow, maybe God is moving in my life and things are better than I really realized it. Mm -hmm. You have a chapter on speaking life into others. So, and, and I know some of it are some of the things that you've described, but can you elaborate on that a little bit more? Yeah. So there's this, uh, talking about speaking life, there's a proverb that says life and death are in the power of the tongue. And the thing about reading through like quick chunks of wisdom, like Proverbs is that often we don't stop to actually think about it and apply it, but really mm -hmm. life and death are in the power of the tongue. Everything that you say has the power to speak life or to speak death. So you get to choose with everything that comes out of your mouth. And I don't know about you, but I want to choose to speak life in every moment of my day. And so that means encouraging others, complimenting them, showing them how God views a situation instead of what it may seem like. And that may start with you praying. Like you could literally just be praying, God, show me how you view this person or this situation so that I can share it with them and I can speak life into them. And I think we need to get really good at finding the good in people's lives and calling it out to the surface. When I was uh, a kid, I was really into treasure hunting and I kind of still am. I think it's just a cool thing. So my dad and I, we would go out into the woods. We would buy a metal detector and we'd go to these places that seemed like there was nothing there, but we'd put down the metal detector and usually it would start going off right away. And then you would start digging and six inches below the surface, there was a whole new world that was left behind. We found silverware and ax heads and jewelry and coins all these things right below the surface. And I think it's the same with the people in our lives. Just below the surface, whether it may not seem like it, there's gold inside of them. And as Christians, I believe that it's our role to call it out, to dig it up and to bring it to the surface and to say that, yeah, you may be overwhelmed right now, but God has made you relentless. He's made you a warrior and given you all the wisdom that you need to uh, to find in the situation. So when I talk about speaking life, it's that exactly. Mm. And that can just be, well, life changing, right? It's, yeah, it's uh, right. something that we can give for free and yeah. it, you can have a tremendous, tremendous impact. Mm. Well, and Zach, it'll bless you at the same time. Yes. Oh, that's so true. I believe that. Well, 
we're going to be coming into the season of Thanksgiving and you have the perfect uh, resource, <laughs> I think, here for people. That yes. Can, 52 gratitude journal prompts. So what, what made you sort of add this in and how would you suggest people use those? Totally. That was a fun little addition that we put at the end of the book. I think being more grateful and not not like grateful like the world says, oh, I'm, I'm just going to be grateful just to be grateful. But no, in our life, we're grateful because of how God's moving. And so I put these gratitude journal prompts at the end of the book. Um, it depends how you like to journal. It could be every day. It could be once a week. I did 52 because I'm more of a weekly journaler. But yeah, they're included to get you thinking about all of the gifts that God has already given us and to encourage the reader to shift their perspective a little and see how God's moving in their life. And so I think it's perfect. Like the book comes out November 15th and the following week is Thanksgiving. So it's great to really start off to end the year and start the new year on a, on a good foot, um, just being grateful for how God's moving. Yeah. And I they're so unique. Like, I like this one that says, what makes you feel at home? And hmm. just like, I guess it's something that I've never really thought about, like put words yeah. to, but how you feel at home, there's so many different elements of thankfulness just on that one question. Totally. Absolutely. Uh, it's, and that's just yeah that's just one of the 52 so i think listeners yeah. you will definitely enjoy that mm. well zach um, before we wrap things up here can you tell us just what is your hope for people reading this book yeah i i hope that Right now, all around the world, so many people are really overwhelmed just with negativity. They're anxious about what the future holds. And I really hope that this book shifts your perspective to see how God is moving in the world and to give you that sense of hope, to give you more joy. I want people to be happier with life and to actually enjoy the life that God has, that God has blessed us with. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important and so i really i really pray that this book just helps countless lives do that absolutely and it definitely will you know joy being one of the fruits of the spirit is yeah. is definitely a gift from god and i know in yeah. my younger years i remember i really struggled with feeling joy and yeah. i remember that that was something that i was passionate about praying about and, yeah. and I've seen in my own life, just God, you know, do such great work in, in helping me kind of flip that over. So I just want to encourage anybody who's yeah. listening, if you're in that, maybe where you, you sense that you have bitterness or, um, you know, you, you don't feel joyful, it is possible. I would suggest yeah. just praying about it and seeking God's direction for you in that area of your life. Well, Zach, yeah. how can people find out more information about you and the book? Totally. The book is available everywhere books are sold. So Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Target, Books a Million, Christian Book, all the, all the places. We actually did something really fun. We put these golden tickets in 250 of the books. And if you get a golden ticket, 
you're entered in to come to Israel with us in March. I'm paying for everything, like like full on, no fine print, nothing. I'm covering your flight, the whole deal. There is going to be 50 of us going. And so if you if you pick up a copy, look for the golden ticket because we might be able to hang out in Israel together. So wow. aside from that, you can learn about me. I'm uh, I'm really active on TikTok and Instagram and um, ZachWindall.com for more info. Oh, fantastic. And we will also have all those links in our show notes. Well, before we go, Zach, I have to ask you some of our favorite Bible study tool questions. What is your yes. go-to Bible and which translation is it? Ooh, I love the ESV translation, and I found a Bible on Etsy where they you can customize it however you want. So it's like you can choose the um, what the cover is made out of, what the colors are, if you want like your name etched in it. I don't even know what the company was. I just did it. I, I found it on Etsy, and so I chose the ESV translation with that, and I love it. Oh, that's so cool. Okay, we will find that link and put it in the show notes. Do you have any favorite journaling supplies or anything like that that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Oh, I love N.T. Wright does this whole like uh, the Bible for everyone book. So uh, whatever book I'm going through, um, he has a little book attached to it. So if you're reading Revelation, there's a 200 page book or even less on revelation. Um, and he has that for every book of the Bible. And then I always like to promote the Bible study. I think it's, it helped me so much as I was creating it. And I've, uh, I've heard that it's helped a lot of other people. So, um, that's, that's one of my main resources. Absolutely. Okay. And what is your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Ooh, I would say that's a great question. So I love uh, like the whole Theos, uh, the Theos U it's called. So um, Nathan Pinocchio did it and it's basically video series on um, every book of the Bible and different um, different concepts in, in scripture. And so Theos U, I think it's theosu.com maybe.ca. Ooh, okay. Awesome. I haven't heard of that one before. So we will definitely check it out. We will include the link. Zach, thank you so much for being here today to share your new book with us. It's just such a timely topic to remind us all to look for the good because it is out there. We can have a little Mm. piece of heaven here on earth, right? And focusing our attention there is just so beneficial to our faith and our walk with God. So what a joy to have you on. Thank you so much. This has been a blast. You're welcome. And for our listeners, pick up a copy of Zach's new book, See the Good. It is available to order today through our link in the show notes. I'd like to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on the podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you will find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. Lastly, head over to the Coffee and Bible Time website for our prayer journals that will help guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We also have two courses available on how to pray using our prayer journal and prayer binder. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all. 
have a blessed day.